0: People in organizations have got certain skill sets and they're the skill sets that they operate within. I do have to think if for me to operate in my zone of genius and to be able to create the most revenue for my business, there's certain things that I should not be doing
1: Hello and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Thought Leaders Business Lab podcast. I'm your co-host, Tim Hyde, joined as always by the wonderful Samantha Riley.
0: How are you today, Tim?
1: I'm in pain.
0: I heard you have to share this story so that everyone else can have a little giggle just like I did. <laughs> if
1: anyone would think that basketball, of course, NBA finals are on. I don't know, just finished actually. But last couple of weeks, I've had my hand smashed up in a game of basketball. And then last night in our semi-final, I did both my Achilles and pulled a groin
0: muscle. And I know how how painful pulling a groin muscle is. So I have tears in my eyes for you. I've done that injury a couple of times back in the day when I was a dancer and it is super painful.
1: Oh, tell me about it. Thankful that I have wooden floors and a chair with wheels on it, So I didn't sleep at all last night, of course. You know, I've got a bit of a cold as well, you might be able to hear. And every time I cough, (laughs) there's this absolutely horrible pulling sensation (laughs) through my whole body. (laughs) Pangs of pain shoot through me. But, you know, we are stoic.
0: We are. And sending you many healing vibes that sorts itself out soon and that you don't need any more cotton wool or a wheelchair.
1: Yeah, my wife keeps threatening to say, you know, maybe you should give up this basketball (laughs) thing.
0: We've we've hit that age where we're meant to be very fit. (laughs) There's some things that are just not quite happening, right?
1: Imagine how fat I'd be if I didn't play. I, I know you're just back into the gym as well.
0: I am. I have just started with a new trainer and yes, I was sharing with you as well that it is quite demoralizing to be going back and having to start all over again. It's a big, big slap in the face, but yeah. at the same time, I'm super, super glad to uh, be back in the gym and under the the keen and watchful eye of my new trainer. She's amazing.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Of course, that's just only one part of doing business. We've got to keep, look after ourselves and that sort of brings us onto the theme of today's podcast, which is all about the cost of doing business. Now mm-hmm. the cost of growing up, of course, is, you know, we have to keep ourselves in pretty good physical shape in order to do business. And that requires ongoing maintenance. Mm-hmm. And that's really the theme of what it is today. Cause you and I we were reflecting just off air before we recorded, you know, what is the cost of doing business? And for many business owners, particularly when we start out, we look for free options
0: mm.
1: and it's almost as if we get stuck in this idea of free, you know, if we put it in the, sort of the analogy of a car, it'd be like having a chock under the accelerator and never being able to go much faster than 20k an hour. Now, it's okay when we start out, but we very quickly get to this point where we, it does, doing business comes at a cost, doesn't
0: it? Absolutely. And look, when I was in the first, you know, month or two, or, you know, even six months, 12 months, there was certainly things that I did that were cost saving, like, you know, looking at my accounting on a Google spreadsheet or Google Sheets rather than having an accounting package. There was other, you know, free versions of things that I use, but it wasn't for long. And I think there's a whole mindset around this, that if you're trying to do everything in a free way, I just think that you kind of can't move past that and move forward fast enough. And it's like, Like if I reflect back to what my original, my first business was, we had to go to the bank to get quite a big bank loan. We had to sign a commercial lease that was tied us up for five years. We had to put a lot of money into it, a lot of research to be able to get the bank to say yes. So at the point that we'd put in like all our personal savings, you know, all everything that we owned a lot of time and energy and resources into getting this business up and running it's like we'd we'd put ourselves up against a wall and we had absolutely had to make it work and now we can actually get away with starting a business for not very much money you know if we're in the online space we can actually get up and running quite quickly and quite easily and I find that because there's not that back against the wall kind of thing that people can actually get held up here for way 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 too long
1: yeah it's almost you're right it is a fear of kind of spending and accelerating and you know i think we reflected that we between us we've spent 60 or 70 thousand dollars just in our crm software over the last yeah you know combined almost 20 years um in our current businesses and, and obviously a lot more before that as well and if you said to someone who was starting out were you going to spend 30k, 40k, 50k just on your CRM software, you might go, I'm not going to do this at all. Surely Surely there's a free version.
0: Yeah. And I think this is where there's two questions that you need to ask yourself. Number one, what is the cost of whatever it is that I need? But number two, what is the cost of not doing it or not having it? And that's certainly how I know you and I have had our CRM from very, very early in our businesses because we've understood the cost of not having these things in our business.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's a bit like uh, you know, having a car, I guess. You know you don't just one of the things when we buy a car, you know, not the 30, 40, 50, 20, whatever the number is, 150,000 dollars we spend on the car. We often forget that that only gives, earns us the right to do the other things right, to go on adventures. Mm -hmm. We've still got to pay for rego and insurance and maintenance and fuel, right, and we'll never get anywhere. And that's very much like it is in business. We do spend other things, you know, whether it's dollars that goes out to other people or for software or rent or whatever it happens to be or time that we spend, you know, is a cost of doing business. I know a lot of people when they're starting out get into networking events. Mm Mm-hmm but then don't necessarily invest in their networking education to make it doing better. So again, what's the cost of not doing that? The cost of not doing it is, well, you spend, you know, $100, $200, $300 worth of your time going to an event that's not very effective.
0: Mm -hmm. Where all the other people that aren't paying for it, and that's something that you need to think about. Who am I surrounding myself or what am I surrounding myself with that's going to have me being able to move one step forward? Mm -hmm. And I think, you reminded me of a really great, great quote earlier that the most expensive advice that you'll ever get is free. And I could not agree with this more. And I see so many people and, you know, it would be great as the listener, if you could reflect now, how many lead magnets have you ever downloaded? You know, I see people that are downloading all the lead magnets saying, but, you know, I know that I can get all the advice on the internet. I can just Google everything. And I know that Essentially, you can, but what are you missing? What is it that you don't know? What is it that you're not getting because you don't even know where to look for it? So that's from an information perspective, but there's certainly tools and resources that we should be paying for in our business that's like pouring gasoline onto the fire. It's going to make our business grow so much faster.
1: I know back in two thousand and eight, I was at a an event in Melbourne. You know, probably three, 400 people in the room, 500 people, whatever it was. And one of the speakers, Bill Cates, not Bill Gates, Bill Cates, mm-hmm. who's a referral coach in the US, and he largely works with financial planners and the like, does a lot of speaking as, as his main lead source and a really interesting guy. He was telling a story of referrals and how he built his referral business. And at the time, he was offering a – and I was very early in, in business at that stage – offering a course for $1,000 from stage. Mm-hmm. Now, I have never, that's the only thing to think, time I've ever bought anything from someone <laughs> on stage, but I thought, okay, look, you know, is, again, is this a cost of doing business? Have I learned some skills here that will not only serve me in the business that I was in at the time, but in every business thereon thereafter, is that worth $1,000? mm Absolutely if I improve my chances of by two or three or four percent of getting referrals, is that worth doing? And I would say that thousand dollars that I spent on that course back in 2008 has paid me back probably more than anything I've ever done.
0: Wow, so it's an investment it wasn't actually a cost because you didn't just buy it. And put it in the cupboard. You actually did something with it, so you invested and got a return on that investment. Well, that's
1: the same as anything we do in business. Okay, if we buy mm-hmm. if we buy an accounting software, and we don't hook it up to our bank account, and we don't check it on a regular basis to see what's where's our P and L at, and how much money do I have in my accounts that I can potentially invest into other things, it is going to be expensive. And I think I, another story I shared with you just before is at another networking event where someone was presenting on single-touch payroll. Now, for our US mm-hmm. friends, that probably won't mean much, but in Australia, it was just like this is you know, a simpler way of doing payroll for the tax office. And one of the other guests popped, piped up and said, how do businesses afford expensive software like Xero? Now, if you're not on Xero, you might think, oh, my God, well how much does it cost? Mm-hmm. Uh, $50 a month. And sure, if you've only got five transactions a month going through your bank account, yeah, zero might seem very expensive, but mm-hmm. very quickly you're going to get to the point where you're potentially doing, you know, a hundred transactions a month, or two hundred transactions a month, um, or more, a thousand transactions a month.
0: And yeah, that, and that takes a lot of time to reconcile. <laughs>
1: well, we were, we were just telling you the story the other day, Sam, about a client of mine where we've we've integrated his WooCommerce uh, e-commerce platform with his zero mm-hmm. account which mm-hmm. was a, a task that was being done manually every single day and taking my client's wife three hours a day to do.
0: <gasps> three hours a day. Uh, oh my and another goodness.
1: hour of his time answering his wife's questions. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I can feel that because that used to be my ex-husband saying to me, you know, back in the day, So, you've got a check, but here, but you haven't put who it's paid for. Can you go and find out who it was?
1: That's right. Uh. The cost of not doing something is Mm -hmm. often these, these hidden costs, right? We don't think that one minute or two minute or five minute job is very much, but when we do it hundreds of times per month, it really starts to add up, doesn't it?
0: Absolutely. Let's talk about some of the costs that we see as a non negotiable in our business, because I think it is worth saying now that what we're not saying is to just buy hundreds of apps and be be not using them or to be spending more than you need to be. That's not what we're saying at all. And in actual fact, each month I do go through my bank statements and have a look at payments that are coming out that I may have forgotten about or that I'm not using anymore. So we're not saying to waste money, that's not what we're talking about here, but there are certain things that both Tim and I highly recommend that you want to have as part of a cost of doing business
1: okay we picked two obvious ones well maybe not obvious for some people but certainly obvious for us one we've already talked about that's your accounting platform Mm -hmm. why that one for you
0: because i absolutely hate spending time on numbers the thought of you know entering it all in a spreadsheet like i just don't have time for that so i know that because my bank feed is hooked up to my zero, it means that all I need to do is go back and make sure I've got everything, put it in the right departments. My bookkeeper can log in, my accountant can log straight in and see that. So for me, it's just, oh, I've got better things to be spending my time on than entering things into a spreadsheet.
1: As our business matures and as we mature as business owners, one of the things we value a lot more of or recognize is that we can't create more time.
0: Ah. Oh. My husband, Leon, and I were just talking about this while we were having lunch today. Exactly this, in that we've had to just recently, and when I say just recently, like over the last 48 hours, sort of take a stop and have a look at where we were spending our time because we've run out of it. Where do we get more of it? What needs to change so that we can get more time back to do what needs to be done? And for me, having an accounting software is one of those things.
1: Yeah, and it is because it does save you a huge amount of time. That we otherwise couldn't get, we and we do that. I think when we start business in that first thirty days, we're prepared to spend time to save money. Mm-hmm. But where there's this tension point, and I don't, I'm not quite sure it is whether it's you know it's ten thousand or twenty thousand a month in. Let's call it in profit, mm-hmm. depending on the nature of what your business does. That we start to make this shift to go, you know what? I'm kind of at capacity, and I've got to be really careful about where I spend my time okay. and what I spend my time on mm-hmm. compared to absolutely. you know, know, compared to the money. The money becomes less important than the time.
0: That's right, because you and I were both saying if we were starting from scratch, we would both do our accounting or we would keep our records in a spreadsheet. If we were starting from zero, we wouldn't bother or we wouldn't pay for an accounting software right from day one. But I would be certainly pushing to make sure that I was bringing in the amount of revenue within as short amount of time as possible. And I'm talking within the first six months be able to afford this because I hate entering data in a spreadsheet.
1: <laughs> well, look, I come to say and I know you, know, you and I are both massive advocates for CRMs obviously, you know, we've spent mm-hmm. significant sums on CRMs over the last 10 years each. But even if I was just starting out, I'd probably just use a spreadsheet to track where my relationships are at. But mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. very very quickly get to the point where I go on, I cannot remember how many people I've spoken to or where those conversations are up to, and if you ever want to try and leverage or scale your business, you've got to get your CRM and a good CRM in place.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. This is something that we implemented in our business, in my current business, in the first couple of months. But I think that I was very lucky in that I had a mentor that really grasped this. And I think that this is the piece that a lot of people miss that I speak with, is that You pay this much per month for your CRM, but this is what you need to do to make it work. And I think it's that second piece that a lot of people miss Mm. where they're just paying a monthly fee and they're actually not doing anything with it. And as with anything, if you don't do anything with it, it's going to give you zero results.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it is. It's one of those things that you do invest. It's a bit like, again, coming back to that car analogy, getting your CRM to work for you is a bit like taking driving lessons for your car. You can buy a yeah, car, but if you don't know how to drive it, it's not going to take you anywhere.
0: Absolutely. And don't drive it illegally. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, there's uh, another
1: cost, a hidden cost, right? Your driver's licence. I forgot about uh-huh. that one.
0: Oh, there's so many. There's so many. I saw a clip that was from the ABC in the 70s. It was from... Someone that was talking about the cost of your car, and it was absolutely hilarious because it was saying, in the old, you know, 1970s kind of Australian accent, which is very different to the Australian accent of now, it's like, you need to have your driver's licence. There goes another $3.50. $3.50. Oh,
1: wow. Uh, I know, right? Yeah. If only it was that cheap.
0: (laughs) It was a bit of an interlude. We were were cracking up laughing. Okay, we've got our
1: accounting (laughs) software. We've got our CRM two essentials, Yes. yes. everything else essential or or non-essential for you?
0: Okay, this is where – I don't know where you sit on this. We actually – we didn't talk about this third one, where you sit on this side of the fence. But for me, outsourcing is an essential. Mm. When I – at any time when I'm doing something new, there's always something – that I don't know how to do, whether it's something tech or design isn't going to be, you know, at the level I want it. Right from day one, I've always, always, always in all of my businesses outsourced something. So for me, this is an essential from day one is having a budget to get people to do tasks that I don't necessarily need to do. do But I'd love your take on this.
1: I would agree. But I'm curious now, where do you think that? mindset that thinking comes from is that from your early mentors
0: oh good question um thinking back and I don't this is just in reflection as you've asked it I think that I've always had the idea that I really wanted to have and I'm gonna put this in air quotes like a proper business Mm. so I want to show up a certain way so I don't even know that it's that a mentor told me this or, you know, my coach suggested it. I think it's always just that I didn't want to show up looking like come out of kindergarten.
1: Yeah. I have a friend of mine. He runs a very wealthy guy. Um, He has eight or nine supermarkets and 700, 800 staff or whatever it happens to be. And his boys, eventually he tends to hand over the family business to his sons. But right now when we chat, he's like, I'm just sick of this. I really just think I want to try something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he started a new business today, it would absolutely be a success. Oh it doesn't matter what <laughs> that's it, a pretty
0: good track record.
1: It doesn't matter what but here's it, it doesn't matter what business he would go into, any business, it would mm-hmm. be a success. Because he would approach that business saying, I need to hire the best people to get me the best outcome as quickly as possible. Yeah. And I yeah. think when the thing that holds so many business owners back is that we don't come to business with that mindset. We think
0: absolutely. I can
1: do this myself. I will. I will get into Canva and I will create a new banner, or I will try and learn my CRS system myself by watching twenty YouTube videos, or Mm -hmm. I will do something else myself. I will go and watch a thousand, you know, read a thousand blog posts on sales, and suddenly become a good salesperson. Um, Yes, you will get there eventually, but again, the cost of the elapsed period i think is actually what is the reason why so many small businesses fail in that first 5 years
0: couldn't agree more and thinking about what you asked earlier tim i'm a big believer in modeling i always look at other people other organizations other you know the way other people are doing things as a yardstick for where i'm at or where i want to be and if you look at any big corporation the ceo doesn't
1: they don't work the factory lot. clean the
0: toilet for example i mean that's a very sort of raw and you know I don't mean that literally I just mean that people in organizations have got certain skill sets and they're the skill sets that they operate within and of course you know I don't have a board of directors and you know a staff of 2000 that can help me out but I do have to think if for me to operate in my zone of genius and to be able to create the most revenue for my business, there's certain things that I should not be doing.
1: Mm. It's a big shift, I think, for a lot of people. And if you're at that point in your business right now and you're thinking, what should I be doing next? I, I think this, you know, this little piece we've just talked about here is probably almost most important. What should I be doing and what will, if I give it to someone else, will they get me a better result mm-hmm. than I could possibly achieve by myself?
0: Mm. And sometimes <laughs> I'm going to turn that on its head because sometimes it's not thinking that someone else can do it better. Because how many times have we all said to ourselves, Oh, I won't bother getting someone else to do that because I can do it better? Hmm. I was talking to someone the other day that she said, Okay, so you can do it better. So if you did that with 10 people, could you be doing it better? If you had to do that with 100 clients a week, would you still be doing it better? If you had to do it with 1,000 clients a week, would you still be doing it better? Or at some point, are you going to burn out and not be able to deliver you know what's going to break and i thought that was such a great analogy.
1: I think that's brilliant. I think if if we go you know we can put 100% of the out, outcome 100% of the result that's what you produce okay you are the best in the world at what you do but you get two people two staff and maybe they only deliver at 100 at 70% of mm-hmm. what you do and you at that 30% i'm sure it's going to bug you like it would me. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: But sometimes produce, yes, but only, I get over it pretty quick. <laughs> they only
1: produce seventy percent of the outcome that you do, but between the two of them, they're now producing one hundred and forty percent and freed you up to do something else. Mm. And so, the total output of your business as a result is now at one hundred and forty percent rather than a hundred. Mm. In fact, Absolutely. it's probably not even that because you're now going to spend your hundred percent on something else. So your total output's now two hundred and forty, whereas previously it was only a hundred.
0: Exactly. Exactly. What's your parting thoughts, Tim?
1: Effective specialization. Uh huh. God, I'm trying to get to my year 12 economics class here. It was one of my few lessons I remember doing <laughs> effective specialization. Even though you could produce nice. more than someone else, by giving it to someone else, total output was better.
0: Love it. My takeaway or my parting thought is that your business is your livelihood. You need to take it seriously. If you're treating it like a hobby, it will give you the revenue or the results as a hobby so start to take it seriously what do you need to do what is the cost of doing it what is the cost of not doing it how are you going to then use that data that you've asked yourself the data that you've got from asking yourself those questions to be able to move yourself forward in your business
1: absolutely um if you know someone in business share this episode with them right they will hopefully (laughs) thank you for it Or beat you around the head and say, oh, my God.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It can be a tough pill to swallow. It really can be. It can be tricky to get your head around, oh, but there is a free version. It is not going back. The most expensive advice you'll ever get is free. So be very, very wary of where you're spending your free.
1: Mm, Absolutely. I'm going to spend my free on wine. (laughs) No, probably not because free wine might not be very good either. Exactly, guys, jump on. (laughs) Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Jump on over to the Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook. We'd love to hear your thoughts, your insights, your revelations from today's episode. You'll find all the other episodes there and an amazing community of supportive business owners who are all looking to play a bigger game. You'll find this episode, of course, on all good podcasting channels and we'll see you again next Thursday for another Thursday edition of the Thought Leaders Business Lab podcast.
0: Thanks so much for listening. Ciao, ciao. Thank you for joining us today. We truly respect your time, so we hope this was valuable to you. If you're a new listener, thank you for checking out the show and don't forget to connect with me by heading over to global forward slash connect and you can connect with Tim at winmoreclients.com.au forward slash connect. Be sure to contact us and share any feedback, questions or topics you have too.